Me star Rainwater. Hey, Jow. I want to preface this by saying I am not being racist. I literally asked my Alexa dot how to say Mr. in Japanese, and the response was a little Asian girl saying, Mista. So you could how- say, here. well, here's my weeb ass coming out. <laughs> you call me Rainwater-san or Rainwater, Rainwater-kun or Rainwater-chan. K-U-N, Jow. Get your mind out of the fucking all racist filth. All of these things sound racist to me. <laughs> they all sound racist, ignorant. You can just refer like- to me as Rainwater-chan from now on. So, so does that mean... That's an interesting thing to think about because it's like I don't want to say rainwater sun because that feels like I'm like Mr. Miyagiing it. Yeah, no, it's totally sun is totally meant for like like older people, like very formal, you know, like Mr. Rain. That would be very typically Mr. Rainwater. So saying, then they were they were being factual. They were accurate in the karate kid yeah. then and Yeah. So then Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, if he really I it depends on how you think of the character of Mr. Miyagi. I mean, he's kind of laid back, but I think generally teacher is referred to as either sensei or senpai. Usually senpai mm-hmm. is like the, uh, I don't know what you call that, the the tag you put at the end of the name, you know, um, because they do it after the name. So it's I was like just about to say, they reverse things. So usually like if you're, if they say like, this is Kim Sung-un, Kim is the last name in American. So Sangun would be like the first name. Why are we talking about Korean now? Is that is that Korean versus Japanese? Seems like Japanese? a very Korean name that you just said. So I don't. I see. I I did martial arts and I did Korean <laughs> martial arts, so that's why that kind of verbiage is entering my brain. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if they reverse the way. I know one of them. I don't know if it's Japanese, Mandarin, or Korean, but one of them or all of them or some of them put the last name first and then sure. the first name. Yeah, last. I know Japan. I know Japanese does that. Um, they usually refer to people by their last name. Generally, it seems like at least this is based on watching anime. So, like, you know, take that for what you will. Fair enough. But uh, either way, I'm not being racist. That's what that that's what the the, <laughs> the important takeaway is. is I thought for, you were doing a Jar Jar Binks impression. <laughs> I was watching episode one today. Believe it or not. Um, How was which, that on watch? Oddly enough, I'm watching it. <sighs> Hindsight is 2020, but it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna mash two expressions here. Hindsight is 2020, but also the grass is always greener. Yeah. So the way I'm I'm doing that is like you can look back at um the Phantom Menace and be like, oh, I remember that that you know it's not so bad or blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. And then you can compare it and contrast it to the current Star Wars shit that we're getting pumped out of the Disney oh, sure. tube. Yeah, yeah. And you go, this is a fucking masterpiece, <laughs> <laughs> which is how I watched it today. Well, I think, you know, I mean, I think overall, if you look at George Lucas's batting average, it's not bad. Like, overall. It, it, it The problem was, is I think we all had expectations that, that yeah. were not met. And that wasn't fair when we yeah. all watched it. You know what I mean? And we all took it out on it harshly. Um, Later on, I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't. I loved all of the Star Wars movies right up until uh, Revenge of the Sith. That was the one where I was like, what the fuck is going on here? 
But like I ate up, I ate up Tag of the Clones even when it first came out because it was like, oh, it's more Star Wars, cool, you know. Uh, Phantom Menace, I loved as a middle schooler because like wow. when you're in middle school, I don't know. As a middle schooler, I just cared about the pod racing sequences and like, you know, the cool special effects. Like I was really into special effects when I was a kid. In terms of like CGI, I thought that was the coolest shit. And now I'm fucking tired of it. Like I just want to never see it again so <laughs> um so i don't know if we had a topic today i know that there was something so okay we're gonna we're gonna get to the heavier stuff second but i want to talk to you about this fun thing that you're doing on your instagram and your twitter i know you said that we probably couldn't do an entire no because uh, i know what you, about yeah, it I know what and i don't about. even know i don't even know if you want to talk about it but i just no, want to talk, talk about, about my That's thoughts fun. about it yeah, we can, we can riff. Seemingly randomly, you are repeatedly posting the same image, but it's not ex- entirely the ex- same, of, is it a, it's a chicken? That's <laughs> whatever you want it to be. I think of it as a canary. Okay, it's a but canary. It does look like a chicken. Like, it's like a cartoon oh, bird. Holding, okay, it's a cartoon bird. That's the, that's the yeah. fairest thing. It's a yellow cartoon bird. Holding a red solo cup. And looking uninterested in being wherever they are. And you consistently change the surroundings. Yeah. And they are posted without caption on your Instagram and your Twitter at seemingly random times. And it's been going on for a couple weeks now, at least. Yeah, I'm running out, actually. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I want to make more. Because, like, here's the thing. I made those pictures. Don't, don't, don't tell me why. Oh, Oh, okay. I, I want to okay. throw out what, what I'm thinking first, yeah, and yeah, I don't know if you want to guard the mystery, the mystique no, of it fine. or whatever, because okay. I think the fun part about it is, is that you don't post a caption, you didn't make sure. an announcement, yeah. um, and I almost think it robs us of the fun if you talk about what the the real intention was, which oh, is kind I of see. the interesting subject that we could get into, which is artist intent, but I I I, I don't know if there is an artistic endeavor in it like you're saying something or you're gaming an algorithm. Like you're understanding that, Oh, I need to post oh. this, this often for <laughs> other posts to kind of go that, that was kind of the theory. I was like, Oh, is he trying I to just game the algorithm by just like <laughs> posting these like, r- like random things or whatever, but it's all kind of like a, a works. But then at the same time, I was like, no, I don't know if rainwater would do that. Like I could be a secondary that motive, would be but fucking sweet. If that were a thing, like I, I would totally do that, but I don't, that's, that's not the motive. I'm not okay. gonna, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill that theory at least. That's fine. Coming I kind of theories. I I almost want to just keep guessing like make that a thing on the podcast. Every episode we lead off with me making a guess as to what the point is <laughs> and you either confirming it when I would do it and I win or just naysaying and the mystery grows. <laughs> um but if you don't follow Rainwater, Rainwater, what are your handles again cuz I always screw them up. Oh, it's uh, Twitter. It's at Matt J. Rainwater. And then Instagram is uh, Matthew Rainwater. Okay. If you are on either of those or both of those platforms and you don't follow Rainwater, go follow Rainwater and find these canary posts that he's doing. And do me a favor. Message me. Email us. Tell me, like, tweet at one of us. Let me know what you think Rainwater's 
atta- plan of attack is here because yeah, let me know too. I, <laughs> don't tip the hand. Is that what it is? Is it just meaningless? <laughs> fuck you. Here's a post. <laughs> it does. There know. is actually like there is actually an intention behind it, but it's so veiled. Um, I love it. I have no idea how anybody would figure it out. I don't know. I see part of me is like, is there clues? Do I have to there's analyze? Like, you know what? There are clues, actually. And there's like five people who would be able to corroborate. But like, I don't know how they're going to be able to corroborate it is the thing. I feel like Bev's and Joker are at least two of those five. Mm-mm. No, no, I don't even know who these people are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like- they're random fans that I it's guess so that comment valid. quite. It's like so valid. This is interesting to me. Is this is like... this is just downright interesting to me. Anyway, we we will let the mystery grow, and maybe the next time we record, I'll have another idea, and I will try and do it. But I, I I'm I, I'm piqued by the interest, the mystery. There's not a lot of mysteries anymore. Um, no. Yeah, There's I don't something know. Something severely lacking. I feel like in a lot of. A lot of everything, sadly. Um, so let's talk about AI because we always do, and we it's been a, <laughs> it's, been a <laughs> it's been a topic of conversation so much to the point where I thought I and you may have been, and maybe you've just gotten over it or forgiven me or whatever. But I felt like you were livid with me a couple of weeks ago. Um. Well, actually, I mean, well, let's give context to that. I guess, like, sure. there was one image that you had posted. Where it was like, it was Batman dr- fighting Lex Luthor dressed yeah. as Batman, which yep. in itself is conceptually interesting. Given, uh, I don't know, meta and on a meta level, it's kind of interesting. Um, and it was a mid-journey thing that you that you had created. I don't know what I'll just say created it because that's the prompted. Only word that, prompted. Prompted is prompted is the verbiage that, that's pretty much been used. Prompted. Um, and, and this is going to come back around because I have I have thoughts. I don't want to say you upset me or I was mad, but I definitely had thoughts that I did not respond with in text because so much tone gets lost but yeah. you had a tweet that i took issue with that i did not respond oh, to so yeah 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 i know exactly which tweet you're talking about too i'm interested to know if you can guess okay. it I... well, <laughs> well yeah, say what uh, you were gonna say about the uh, about the lex luther batman mid-journey well uh, so the only thing that piece. actually uh, the only thing in what you had written that actually bugged me at mm. all um well let me go through the whole thing in my mind what you had talked about is like you had had this idea about doing a story where um, Lex Luthor was, I think, disguising himself as Batman or something he was like impersonating that. Batman. Yeah, correct. Right. And that you'd always wanted to do that story, and this would be like an opportunity. This could give you potentially an opportunity to do that, which, like, I think is a really cool idea. And then at the end, he had said art by me, and I was like, it, like I was just like Mid Journey drew that, you know. And then we had like a text. Uh, we, you and me talked sort of through text. Um, I had had a drink or two, so that's why I was really trying not to to urge you on. Yeah. So I didn't think it was the right time for us to get into a spirited debate. I was waiting to see Creed three and I was just like, I don't know, whatever's going on with this. I'm just going (laughs) to let it pass. Um, but I had said I had, I had, I had captioned it that the art was by me and I absolutely understand your point of view 
Well, what I had said, I mean, my response to that was like, well, you didn't draw that technically. Mid-Journey drew that, you know, which I don't mm-hmm. know what that means entirely. Like, that's what the weird part, to me, the weird part with AI art, the thing that doesn't bother me, I don't, I'm not bothered by the fact that there's machines that can do high-level art. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because, like, when you look at, here's the thing that's kind of fucked up, too. A lot of the artists who are, like, afraid of AI art are, like... Read um, everybody other than us. <laughs> well, or, like, feel threatened by it. Like, they've been using so many cheats. So many cheats. up to Some this of point. which were AI. That just, that it just hasn't been branded in that, that sense. I right. think we've even talked about this a little bit before. Like, content aware is fucking AI. Like yeah, magic well, wand. There's so many. AI. There's so many webtoon artists. So many webtoon artists now who use Google SketchUp, or use like CG models to draw, like sort of three dimensional to make their characters look more three dimensional. And it's actually for me, it's a point of contention because it's making a lot of the art look really fucking bland, and like not. There's no style between artists, and like. Whatever, it helps them get their job done faster, but they're not like the step between them and an AI between them and mid journey is becoming more and more minuscule to the point where I'm like, what are we doing here? Mm. Like when you're saying no AI art, but it's okay for you to basically cheat in every other way. Like I don't like what are we trying what are what is the point yeah. that we're trying to make? Right. Right. Um now the tweet that I'm that probably pissed you off in the tweet that I totally wrote in like a very like <laughs> pissed off mood <laughs> was the one where I was just like, tale as old as time, you know, where writers fucking treat <laughs> yeah. artists like these empty vessels that they fill with ideas, you know? And you know, it's not in a totally coherent thought too, because it's like, my thought is not totally coherent because it's like, I once again, I don't know how to, express what mid journey is other than the best way that I can think of it is like you're commissioning a company to draw, you know, like what you're ordering basically, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just that the company happens to be, um, an artificial intelligence program. Right. And most of their work's already done, right? Like the artificial intelligence just kind of reads what you're putting out there and then gives it back based off of, uh, a database of images that it has access to, which that whole part, I don't even like that is whole, all shrouded in a mystery. I don't know if the people, I don't know if these companies are literally scraping images from the internet to make, you know, to put these images together. I don't, I'm not, I don't work at mid journey. I don't know how that works. Right. Like the technology to me makes sense. It's very clever. And on a certain level, I'm also kind of, there's a part of me that's really impressed by it in the sense that, oh, like we finally figured out a way to turn the collective unconscious or whatever you want to call it, just like the pull of all of our ideas, which is now the internet, you know, we finally figured out a way to make that something that we can like actually more readily manifest ideas from. Like we can make, we can make movies by just like kind of typing out stuff or we can, well, we're not quite there, but we're getting there. Uh, we can, I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot. Like you, 
you could probably you could probably prompt an entire comic book no problem i would think i'm sure there's some issues with consistency I'm sure that's the biggest problem right now, but there's got to be a way to like work around that. No, there's a see, And that's the thing that I'm kind of working on right now is that a couple of people have unlocked the, the way to uh, recreate a character that's not like an existing character, not like Batman or something like that, where they can create a character and then they can recreate that character with multiple prompts, doing different yeah. things, different expressions, different angles, different, whatever um the problem with the the ai art scape at the moment is that it is the wild wild west right yeah. in twofold two senses number one there's really no rules right there is nothing yeah. there's, there's no legality really at stake yet the law hasn't yeah. been written no court cases have been finalized like there it's it's literally the wild fucking west but the second point of that is it's also a unexplored territory. So in order to get repetitive characters and, and do all these yeah. kinds of things, a few people have figured it out, but they are very much guarding the process right. mostly. And some people are starting to do it where they figure it out and then they start like YouTube tutorials and things like that. And that's oh, kind yeah. of given me. I'm, I imagine that's going to happen pretty quickly too. Yeah. Like that's the, that's kind of. <laughs> Part of the reason why I haven't even bothered with Mid Journey right now is because I'm like, oh, that, like a year from now, there's going to be a program that like basically lets me never have to bother with doing all that exploration work because like a thousand other people did it before me. And if right. that's what they're having, like, if that's what they're having fun doing, let them do it. I'm that's not currently for me. That's not interesting, mm. right? Because I'm, I've been doing. I've thought a, I've spent way too much time trying to like figure out where I fit in all this because for me, it's like, I'm not really looking for something to draw better than me. Not that I feel like I draw amazing. Yeah. I just feel like the way I draw is the way I draw. And I got to that point and that's an expression of myself. So why would I, why would I rely on something, some other tool to express? Yeah differently from what I already expressed other than as a time crunch thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that to me is where it makes sense. I understand from, I understand for like you, like this is a whole resource where it's like, you can cut through so much chaff and like get stuff figured out. Like using it to visualize storyboards is such a good idea That's, because it's awesome. Yeah. That's literally it's, what I use it for is like right now I am going shot by shot. Yeah. Doing haunted. Like I've I've like I'm working it out and also concept art. Um yeah. that I'd be able to show either money people or actors or whomever it may be. Yeah. Um this is what we're gonna do. But on top of that, I as soon as I get far enough into it, I'm going to take those storyboards and I'm going to assemble them in a video editor. Sure. I'm gonna record dialogue using AI voice changers and just you use my voice. Yeah. And create the whole fucking movie, watch it, and critique it and go, okay, it's too slow here. This is repetitive. This right. has to go. That's got to get moved here. Da, da, da. And then make it so much better and closer to what I think I'll like that yeah. when I get on set, I don't waste time and money and resources and people. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. trying to figure it out. 
this is a question I have for you that I'm kind of curious about. Do you, I mean, do you think you'll always want to work with live actors or do you think there could be a point where you're just like, mm, maybe I'll just do this whole, I'll just prompt this from the ground up. See, that's the thing. And this is what I wanted to say before. I didn't want to cut you off though. You were talking about, you were trying to figure out your place in all of this. Yeah. And the same, the same mentality has come to me where They are very close. Like yeah. your profession is like right on the edge of AI just taking over stuff completely oh, and, and I mean, them trying to cut cut artists out. The but fact for, that it hasn't already happened is just a formality right now. I think pretty much. And also, I think there is something to be said about name recognition in that field. Yeah, but I, I'm going to let you finish what you're going to say. They are they are literally ten feet behind where where they are with you guys for yeah. for filmmakers yeah right like i've watched a couple of videos on it this week there there are they are prompting videos and things yeah. are coming together now they they look like trash but if you go back to where mid journey was in march of last year and compare it and watch versions one through five which is where they are at the time of this recording yeah. it's night and day so in in the span of a year it grew so crazily in five years you will not need a director, an actor, a writer, a yeah. nothing. You know what I mean? Like you just have an executive that would throw a prompt into chat GPT, <laughs> write this screenplay for me, and then they t take it and put it into some other yeah. thing and it creates it and then they shit it out in a set, uh, theater. Right. But the, the point that I, this is why I'm not threatened by it. I love this. Not AI, filmmaking. I love this. I, I've said this before on this podcast. If you gave me a choice of going on vacation or going on a set, I'm picking a set and I'm not even blinking before I answer. Like, yeah. I, it's that it, it it will not take this away from me. And there will be an audience that will demand human directed, human yeah, written things that actually, may become a niche thing. But yeah. guess what? I'm OK with that. It might and, be like vinyl. It's possible. I mean, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. Right. I mean, there's so much CGI animation that exists now in terms of movies, right? There are people who go see animated movies that are like, that have been getting toward, closer and closer to real life anyway without any kind of yeah. AI involvement, or at least the AI involvement was more veiled. But um, I had actually had this conversation with my with my dad, and he had brought up an interesting point, which was that as soon as you start threatening jobs, Congress gets involved. And that, I think, I mean, I think it's easy to say that tra the trajectory for everything is we all get replaced by AI, right? But that's a, that assumes, you know, nothing gets in the way of it. And that, no, you know, like corporations always get, there's always some kind of malarkey that gets that gets thrown some monkey wrench that gets thrown into the whole works either through politics or whatever. Right. Mm. Um, but I do also think that there's another aspect of it that is like, there are going to be people who want to see, see art that is created just, you know, as much from the ground up by other people as possible. And then there's going to be people who don't, don't care. care, you yeah. know, and it might be kind of it might be kind of one of those things where it's like um where it's like vintage homemade stuff 
where it's like there's an entire market for things that are hand built, right? Just for furniture and shit like that. And there always will be because people like the craftsmanship and all that stuff. It's probably going to be more the same case for literally everything else, like comic books and movies and whatever, where you have these markets that exist specifically for human, you know, human-made whatever. You know. I, anyway, you were gonna. It seemed like you were gonna say something. Oh, there was a bunch of things I was gonna say, but you yeah. had such a great, great train of thought that I didn't want to cut you off. There's, I mean. If you look at it now, so did you see the new Top Gun movie, Top Gun Maverick? Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. It has a great story. It really is. It's like a really good, well-acted, you know, well-directed story. However, we need to talk about the fact that Tom Cruise said, no, 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 we're not CGIing any of these fighter pilots. All the actors are going to take flight school. That's what makes the movie work, too. (laughs) Right, because the threat feels real. Yeah. And while AI can definitely analyze things that's come before, and yeah. done well, it cannot analyze feeling in that sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like, and like CGI can be really great these days. Really yeah. great. Not not completely um, hyper-realistic, photorealistic, right. but to some extent, I almost think that that's intentional. <laughs> well, I feel also- like this effects are always like, no, that's too good. Let's bring it back so it sucks a little more and they know that it's VFX. Yeah. Like, it 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 it's almost gotten to that point for me. So, what, I, well, and here's the irony too: is what makes good vis effects look very realistic is usually because they take from actual footage. Yes, like they usually take from actual camera footage or some kind of actual photo photo that they took or whatever. Photo that they work from. Yeah. yeah, and that's why the first Jurassic Park was so great was because they built those giant animatronic dinosaurs in real life. Yeah. They had them to scan and photograph and. You know what I mean? Get close up things of the 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 skin texture and how it reacted yeah. in this lighting and all that kind of stuff to to be able to put it in the computer. And that's why those that that CGI still holds up today. And I'm not the first person to say that. I won't be the last either. And that works. But the the rest of it, I feel like it's just been so stylized that it's like, oh, mm, okay, CGI. Oh, this has got practical effects. Oh, I'm gonna want to see this. I just want to check it out. Oh, that was awesome. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And maybe we're just old men yelling at clouds. But to me, <laughs> to me, that that is like I walk away from those movies a lot more jazzed than I do movies where it's like hyper, hyper, hyper stylized CGI and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not threatened. I, I, I'm really not. And you know, the thing about it is, is AI is going to make, it's going to cut out a lot of jobs, right? There's no doubting that people are going to lose their jobs because studios are going to look to cut corners and save money because every film is a gamble. No, no fucking movie is guaranteed to make a, a successful box office or it's money back or a profit. And the burden of profit is so high on movies with respect to every other art form, movies trump everything. Yeah. In terms of how much they cost to produce versus how much they have to make to profit. I know. I'm having this weird wheel turning in my head thinking about it right now, though. Like, if you can, if you could verifiably, like, <clears throat> make the production budget for a movie basically as close to nothing as possible, would you seems like you could almost do yeah with an ai production wouldn't you therefore like kind of run into this weird situation where you could just 
like lambast movie theaters with all the shit in the world because it's so easy to make it now. Yeah. Putting putting all of the um long term putting all of the uh what would you call it like all the leverage is now on the movie theater side instead of on the executive producer or production side to some extent yes i agree with what you're saying and then additionally what i was getting at is ai is going to democratize filmmaking at a level that was previously unavailable to small-time film amateur filmmakers yeah you know what i mean like i've I've busted my ass the last few years doing city council meetings and all these kinds of things and then reinvesting the money into decent equipment, like like decent camera, decent lenses, decent audio, decent editing, decent yada, yada, yada. And even then I have people on set that just screwed up things like on Madison's way. I think we uh, we talked about this a little bit, but um, we didn't we couldn't find someone to do sound. So I had somebody else hold, hold the boom mic that didn't know what they were doing. They got crappy audio. I plugged it into the AI. The AI repaired it. There was another line where the audio was so bad that the AI could not repair it. So I took my actor's voice, plugged it into the AI. The AI analyzed it and came back with the voice. And then I did the line, matched it ADR wise to my actor. And everyone who has watched Rough Cut so far has not noticed or picked it out. And they've like, I literally asked them, I was like, did anything seem off or funny to you? No. And you know what I mean? It it worked. So the fact that I have like professional sounding looking, you know, looking types things is a level up for me. So now what really comes down to it and coming back to what we were talking about before with the Lex Luthor dressed like Batman thing, I can do things. It's my creativity as an artist, my Uh thought process. And this is why I took issue with that tweet, which was, the writer comes up with this idea and then they have to collaborate to execute it. Now, nine times out of 10, well, let's not say nine times. I'm not going to, let's strike that from the record of the nine times out of 10. It is a gamble. We'll just put it like this mm-hmm. as to whether or not the collaboration with the other artists enhances the work or diminishes the work. Because sure. there's definitely time when there's people who are just so shit or on another style, on another vibe, on another planet that their contribution goes in a different direction. It goes against the grain. It doesn't help the the work. Sure. And so now, as a writer, I consider myself an artist, even if I didn't have any other well, sure. artistic abilities. Absolutely. Sure. I have that control to really get things the way I want them to. There's CGI, not CGI, uh, AI. Now, I don't know if you've watched this video where um, it's very similar to the snakes on the plane thing. Remember when they did the uh, PG-13 loop on Samuel L. Jackson and it went from, I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane, and they re-looped it to go, I'm tired of these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. Yeah. His lips match when he says monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. It looks like that's what he said. Yeah. They took a movie, I forget, I think it was like a Belgian movie or a French movie, and there was like the I think it was these two girls climbing a tower or whatever. And at after they were all said and done, she was at the top of the tower. She goes, I hate this fucking tower and this fucking wind and this fucking weather. And they re-looped it with AI and they had her lips, they analyzed it, and she goes, This freaking tower on this Friday tower, and da-da-da-da. like, and they made the movie R 
to PG-13 because they realized that they were going to have, they weren't going to get the box office that they wanted. They wanted to make it more available. So the point that I'm making is you can have absolute control. This will definitely level the playing field and get out the wannabes from the talent. Yeah. And if I, that I, makes sense. I because if agree. I had to work with an art with a with an uh with like an actor that said, yeah, I know I the line was in there when I signed on, and I know that I did it at the table read, and I know I did it in rehearsal, and I know we came across it, but I'm not gonna say that line. Excuse you, like that line's pivotal to the next scene. I need you to say that. Yeah, I don't want to say that. It, it, my, my my mom's gonna watch this, and I feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I have to. I don't have to fucking deal with that. <laughs> I can just keep the shot on her AI yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and and solve that problem. So it really becomes a question as to whether or not you are an artist or you're a technician, because technicians show up, they light the set, they you know mm. they do what you're supposed to do, or they do what the director tells them to do. The problem is humans push back put you know they will yeah. won't do something because they, they don't feel morally correct with it they don't feel like they can do it they don't want to do it they have a creative idea for something else da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. and that applies to actors that applies to the sound guy that applies to the gaffer the cinematographer the you know what i mean like sure all of these things where people can disobey an artist can get rectified so the question becomes when you're looking at something like Mid Journey, if I had given you that prompt, hey, can you make Batman fighting Lex Luthor dressed like Batman? And you well, had also, said... Well, also, the big request would have been in the style of Jim Lee, right? That is true. I did put in the style of Jim Lee because I wanted it to look like and here's, that. But... Like, here's the honest thing. is like I probably wouldn't be able to do it really faithfully in the style of Jim Lee. Or would you have even wanted to? You know what I mean? Like, why would you want to bite someone else's style when you have your own? Like, right, right. I mean, maybe I would have wanted to do it in my own style, but that might not fit what you what what you're looking for, right? Like that's, right. that. I totally understand. And by the way, I feel like Midjourney did not do the best job of getting Jim Lee's style. It did, it did, it did eighty percent. Like, yeah, it's not perfect, but it's, it's not getting perfect. There. It is getting there. Like, um. It's good enough that it would work fine for right. for a um, for a graphic novel. I don't know if that. I mean, I'm actually really curious. Like, did you feel like that fit your your need for what no. you were looking for? I just did that because I wanted to see what it would look like in Jim Lee's style. I yeah. don't think I would do it that that particular way. That was just you know in, in the in the time being, I'm just learning to prompt better. And yeah. I'm exploring an adventure, you know, just trying things out, experimenting um, with different things. And I'm curious to see what Mid Journey is able to do. It's able to do Drew Struzan and Jim Lee just fine. But, you know, and then I started throwing it curveballs and I was like, can you do Stephen Camell, who is the artist who did these t scary stories to tell in the dark illustrations? Yeah, and I was able to do that. So the more and believe it or not, in in my quest to become a better prompter, I have learned more artists names than I have ever before. You that's know what I mean? Like yeah, that's people an interesting that I irony. Yeah. Didn't know before. Yes, it's because I'm seeing if the AI can recreate their style of work, but yeah. I am becoming more and more familiar with artists that I never knew beforehand, which right. I think is a, a silver lining to maybe some of it. And you know, uh, like <laughs> I, I That's a, that's the thing that I keep thinking about is like, okay, Midger, if you want to make some real money, what you do 
is you put royalties on the prompts and you take transactions for when those pers- those prompts are used. Genius. Right? Yeah. Money goes to the artist, money goes to Midjourney, everybody wins. Well, not everybody, but I mean artists win, I guess, in that sense. Well, the the then it becomes, well, what if I prompt, you know, Donald Trump Trump sucking off, you know, uh <laughs> a transgender porn star in the style of Matt J. Rainwater and you get your money, but then someone looks at it and goes, well, Rainwater, why did you draw that? And (laughs) you know what I mean? And you're like, I didn't do that. That was the fucking AI and nobody will ever know. Well, that becomes like the blanket excuse from now on. I didn't do it. (laughs) Yeah. That was some artificial intelligence program. I don't fucking do that shit. Well, I mean, that happened this week. Did you see what happened with the Trump thing? They somebody prompted Midjourney to have photos of Trump being arrested as oh. a thing, and they circulated because they were so realistic looking. They circulated uh, the internet, and people thought that he had actually been like yeah. violently arrested in New York City, and that was going to cause unruly chaos. So that they Midjourney banned the prompts of jail, arrest, police. Like I couldn't use any of them, which really sucks because I have a werewolf in a jail cell and haunted. And I was trying to prompt that I had to get creative with the wordage, which is another argument that I needed to make, which was this gets so this get this rabbit hole gets so nefarious because it could have been like, I don't know, but it could have been possible that Donald Trump did actually get arrested. And then but you don't know. You don't know whether it's one or the other. Right. So you just have to assume like whatever the truth might be, right? Like that is I think that's actually the only thing that I have any sort of issue with with any of this is that it totally I, not that this is anything new. I mean, ever since the internet's been around, the whole idea of whatever the truth is has been rapidly devolving and degrading <laughs> at light yeah. speed. Like Right. Nothing, nothing, everything becomes more and more unreal as we move forward. And so that's why I, that's part of the reason why most of the AI stuff doesn't bother me and why on a certain level, I almost don't care. Like there is a part of me that was like, when you attached your name to the artwork, where I was like, ah, do I really care? Like, mm. but there is this big part of me that's like, that is attached to my own effort that I put into making my artwork from the ground up. Right. And maybe that's something that over time I'm going to have to let go of just because technology has evolved in such a way where it's like, what, what does it mean anymore? You know, I think, so the reason why I felt like, and this is my ego talking, this is where I can say that I am definitely sitting on you. You texted me at one point, you were like, don't get drunk on the power. And the the thing that was in my mind when I before you even said that, when I posted that thing and I said artwork by me was and this is, again, my ego talking. I know in my heart of hearts, I know this, whether or not it's actually true is another story. But I know this. If I took time and I studied Jim Lee's images and I copied and traced enough. Yeah. I could have created that very piece that I posted by taking all the time. Like it would have taken me months yeah. to figure that out. You know what I mean? To get it down, practice and da 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 da. Sure. da. And 
I could have created that exact same piece. I could have done the shading. I could have done the line, you know, the the width of the lines, the the yeah. lighting, the whole nine yards, the composition, the framing, you name it. And I could have gotten that very close to that, probably a little different, but it would have been indistinguishable from Jim Lee. I would have had to have dropped everything else that I was doing. I wouldn't be working on Madison's Way. I wouldn't be working on Haunted. I wouldn't be, you know, right. working on this cartoon that I'm developing, which we'll talk about in a minute because that's also involved in this. And it just would have been me focusing on that. And I could have done that. Now, that's, again, one last time, my ego talking, saying I can do that because I so often have to do that. Right. Like, I don't know when I like two years ago, I didn't know about interchangeable lenses on cameras. I didn't understand focal length. I didn't understand the difference between a 14 millimeter and an 80 millimeter lens. I didn't. You told me that I'd be like, oh, yeah. And then I'd awkwardly walk away as fast as I could from that conversation because it would out me that I was just an idiot and I had no idea about prime lenses. Now I know everything about prime lenses. I could tell you I could tell you how they take them apart and put them back together and clean them. The whole nine yards. Like I, anytime I want to know how to do something, I will take the time to figure out and learn it, which is part of the reason why I'm doing the whole mid-journey thing now. So in my mind, I did draw that because I prompted it. And it wasn't so much the fact that I prompted it once and posted it. I right. I had to re-prompt and prompt and variable and do several variations and go back and change different words and change lighting and, you know, uh, add negative prompts and all these, I had to wait certain things. I had to use a seed. I had to use an image link, like all of these different things that were tools within the tool to figure out how to do it. Sure. It felt like it was mine because it I'm wasn't sure just it was a 30 a second parts. spitting it out. Yeah. It was like a couple of hours trying to get yeah, that yeah. done. Yeah. And now, now granted that's better than the months that it would have taken me to draw it by hand. Yeah. But it still felt very much by me, and style was just style. You yeah. know what I mean? The style of Jim Lee is one thing, but that concept, I don't know. Have you ever seen Lex Luthor dressed as Batman, doing, you know, posing as an imposter Batman in a comic? I feel I like actually, it yeah. has to have been done. But... I actually did a Google search because there was a part where I was like, fucking, I, what is even the point of Mid Journey? I can just use fucking Google and search for the shit. But I actually couldn't, I couldn't find anything for that. I could and, find Fred. I could find Freddy Krueger Krueger sneakers, though. Oh, uh, okay. I could find like Nike. Nike apparently did do that at some point. Interesting. Based on Google search, maybe or maybe that what I found was just some other thing. But like Rain, Rainwater's referencing the fact that I did a horror slasher sneaker line mid journey prompt. Yeah. Where so like that's the thing is like it's interesting because I think there is a lot of territory already covered that you can do with Google search, but it's not everything. And like, there are things, there are requests that are so specific to any particular artist. Like, yeah, you know, it does make sense regardless of what your intent is or what you're going to do with it. It does make sense to have a tool like mid journey where you can have something conceptualized for you, something you can't otherwise find in the world because maybe you you know nobody else has thought about doing it and what you were conceptualizing was something that was really combining things that already existed right mm -hmm. but like that particular sandwich had never been put together conceptually for whatever reason right and then there's also you know the customization factor that we're kind of talking about the artists going yeah. where you know they i literally went in there and i was i was trying my hardest and i could not get it to prompt correctly so it would be one of those situations where I'd have to prompt it and then bring it into Photoshop and, and do it myself. So yeah. 
that that is a whole nother discussion as to whether or not that becomes my art because there's That's there's a- artists who take photographs and cut them up and and combine them together and that's yeah. technically considered art. So, you know, it's it's really, again, it's a wild west of situations. It is, right now. and it's one of those things where, for me, like, I am having moments where I am having reactions to it, and then I have moments where I'm like, just chill out, it's not that big of a deal. But it's like, I think what it is for me, the thing that I'm trying to figure out is, like, am I going to have to prompt everything that I do in the future? Because I'm not, that... In the same way that, like, you like being on set, right? Mm-hmm. I like to be at some kind of a drawing board, literally drawing stylus to screen or pencil to paper. That process, I don't want to. I don't want to stop that process as much as I can. Um, now, if for whatever reason, like something I talk about all the time, and something that I I am very interested in using like AI art generators for is doing stuff like helping with coming up with backgrounds. Right. Cause I don't really, sometimes I want to draw backgrounds. Sometimes I don't want to fuck with it at all, especially yeah. if it's like a complex one. And it's like a cityscape or something. If there's a program that could like help me come up with a better background. Great. Like that's one less thing that I have to like, that would save me so much time. There are a couple other things I can think of where it's like, you know, it'd be cool to have a, and I know that this is probably very doable, but it'd be cool if there was a program that could uh, look at my style and then like ink over drawings or better like finish them out, stuff like that, you know, or like just yeah. help with coloring, things like that. That That's allow coming. me. Yeah, and I know it's coming. Like I know Clip Studio has been talking about for a while now having those tools made it's going to erase a lot of art assistant jobs in webtoon and it's going to put more and more of the the onus of power onto the individual authors for me that doesn't that doesn't bother me too much i i mean it doesn't bother me too much cuz like at the same time i'm like okay those art assistants can then now just make their own stories you know rather than working up that that ladder yeah. Yeah. um I've never been a pay your dues person, to be honest. So that that's probably one of the reasons why I'm, I am so big on that. I'm like half and half about it because there is something I think there is. There can be something very beautiful about the idea of having having a, going through the mentorship under somebody's tutelage and having people sort of watch your growth because it it, it you feel less alone and like being an artist is a pretty lonely and isolating experience most of the time. Yes. Um, that being said, like it is kind of nice being able to just like cut through all the fucking chaff and just get straight directly to, especially yeah. if you're a writer, like, you know, like this is, this is technology that really does um, empower writers and, that's part of the reason why I don't feel too, I don't necessarily feel hundred percent threatened. Cause I feel like as a writer, I'm totally, I'm totally good at what I do. I understand the craft. Like I definitely approach it in a different way from a lot of people because I do it from a very ground up thing. Yeah. But I also at the same time, I guess I have a lot of respect for the craft of, of drawing and painting as I've known it in like, 
I mean, let's be frank. Like at this point, those are becoming outmoded things. Those are in the sense that unless you're going to go like do a mural somewhere, like if you're doing digital art, it doesn't necessarily make as much sense to do it by hand now when you have something like Midjourney. At least or, or unless you have like a style that's so specific and so like not seen at all, right? That Midjourney can't replicate it. Right. Which, I mean, they did come pretty close to your style. And that was another thing that I was afraid that pissed you off was I prompted it. I prompted it to do Batman in the style of Matt J. Rainwater. And then I also prompted Batman in the style of Trailer Park Warlock. I don't remember which one it was that I ended I didn't up see the one that you. was tr- You sent me the one that was in the style of Matt Rainwater. And I didn't. I felt like the face kind of was close. But everything else was like. Painting. Kind of. It was painterly. Um. I don't like some of the, some of the proportions were like yeah those are de- those are decisions I would make like it didn't feel a hundred percent me it felt like kind of a mimicry I guess you yeah know? um it, it just was felt definitely going in the right direction yeah no it was definitely going I definitely understood the way that I drew in the sense that okay it's cartoony you know like uh, here this is sort of his proportions that he uses some of the like main landmarks um, in the same way, kind of in the same way that like the Jim Lee, right. Yeah. Was... It, it, right. It wasn't, it didn't get it exactly. And even then there's like other, uh, other functions where you can upload a picture, right. So like of my face and then say, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, brunette male as Batman and then think that it's going to take that picture of my face and stick it onto, you know, Batman's body. Or yeah. Whatever. And, It'll get that way where if you looked at it, you go, well, that kind of looks like Jow, but it wouldn't look like Jow. You know what I'm saying? Like it would just yeah. look like it would be like, oh, it kind of looks like it's an, in implied by Jow. And I don't know if that's by design or yeah. not, because I feel like Mid Journey is maybe taking a little bit of preemptive steps to not being sued where it's like, oh, it's different <laughs> just enough. That if yeah, a lawsuit came, they can prove that it's not exactly a ripoff of... Well, that's the thing. is like uh, something that you had brought up that I do think is a pertinent point, at least currently, is like you can't make copyright claims on a style. Yeah. You know, and I... So far, I would say yes. I mean, sometimes you have technology that comes around where it's like suddenly laws get shifted, which mm. I'm, I actually... I actually personally, I think that would be a a step in the wrong direction to put copyright claims on a style Um, because that kind of doesn't make sense to me. Mm. And I think it it opens sort of a legal rabbit hole that could get really fraught. Um, At the same time, yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's going back to this whole Wild West thing where where it's like, (sighs) we don't know how it's going to pan out like even two years from now, not even right? two months from now. Shit. Yeah. And it's one of the, it's, it's a really, but it's fascinating to me. You know what I mean? Like, and I want to be involved in that discussion, which is why I try to learn everything about mid journey as I can while also using it to my benefit while I can, because to get somebody to storyboard and do concept art for my film for a feature film is going to take a long time. Yeah. A lot of my money 
And you know what I mean? And then a lot of headache. And then you also involve, like I talked before, debates, you know, creative disagreement between myself and other collaborators and artists and stuff. Whereas I don't need to do any of that. I paid a one-time fee. I have mid-journey. I'm using it to prompt through my thing. I can put this together. A, I can figure out the, the where my film needs to get fixing. B, I can show this to possible investors. I can show it to actors and, you know, whoever I'm collaborating with, this is what we're going for. And they get it. You know what I mean? Like they're, the, yeah. the whole process of direction in general has changed where the previs is now available to me. And I can, instead of me having to come up with 20 different scenarios to explain to an actor, oh, this situation is like this. I can just show them the scene as I wanted it designed sure. and they can see it. So that's leading me to my other discussion, which I know you probably have thoughts on. And you said you were interested in it, but you already know, even though we've not discussed it. And I didn't really announce it to anybody, but I'm in the process of putting together a cartoon. I'm doing six episodes. They're all going to be about 10 minutes, maybe 12 at most long, called October Nights. And it's a cartoon series that I've been kind of kicking around in the back of my brain for a while now. And I prompted Midjourney to create the characters the way that I wanted them to. Now, it took me a long fucking time to figure out which ones it was and tweaking things. And even then, I still had to put it into Photoshop and do adjustments on, on that and stuff like that. But basically, you know, I took like Bella Lugosi's Dracula and I prompted it to be designed in the style of like the 1970s cartoon Super Friends. And uh -huh. I made sure it used a muted color palette. And I, you know what I mean? Like I've come up and then I prompted Mid Journey once I got the seed for that character. I prompted Mid Journey to create a character sheet. So it gave me all different angles. So now what I can do is I can plug it into Adobe Character Animator, which has been around for a while. And it hasn't, it doesn't use the, the phrasing AI, but it is AI to animate these things where I can just open up that character that from mid journey that I prompted and created and customed in Photoshop. And I can break apart the layers, left eye, right eye, nose, mouth, hand, right hand, left hand, index finger, right hand. You know what I mean? All that stuff yeah. that can turn on my webcam right in front of us, microphone in front of me perform and express and it will do all of the animation for me and it's that it's literally that simple now i have actors out the ass right now going like oh i would love to voice a character and in the back of my head i'm thinking i don't really need you i have the voice changer thing i can i can do all the characters but i am going to bring them in i can't pay them obviously and part of this is really coming down to the point where and this is the discussion that needs to be had is it a sin for me to do it like this when I have no intention, zero goose egg of monetizing this particular project? None. I mean, if, you, if you're not going to monetize it, who cares? Right. And I've, I already know that I will get pushback when people hear this podcast and they discover that how I created the characters and stuff like that. And, Part of it was like I was thinking when I in my brain I'd been developing it. I was like, oh, I could ask Joker to design characters for me. And I could ask Rainwater to design a character for me. And I can ask Bevs to design yeah. a character and da, da da da. And then I started thinking, I don't have money to pay these guys. I'm not gonna make any money off this project. They're all very fucking busy with their own works 
and trying to make a living and do all this? Do I really want to cash in favors and tie up their time? You know what I mean? Like it got to the point where I asked myself, I was like, what's the ethical thing to do here when I have no intention and I have no, I have no funds to invest, to give to people, the artists to create these things. So, I mean, I personally, I'm kind of, I'm kind of just enjoying watching from the sideline to see what you are able to do with it because I want to, you're going to critique the shit out of it. Jow, Jow, why did his shirt change color from shot to shot? Jow. But also I'm like, but also I'm like, okay, like maybe Jow's onto something. I want to see what he pulls off and that get that will inevitably inspire me towards like okay well if the technology can use for this or that like how can i use it right mm-hmm. like that's pretty appealing with that's a pretty appealing idea to be able to do a single person production of a of a television show basically in a few months i mean i don't think that's i mean <laughs> Not even, not even Neil Breen himself has has been able to like pull that off. He's all, even he has to use like other actors and and things like that. So like, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's a very much a first in terms of artistry, and that is like that's going to be covering new ground. So like, I look at that, and I'm like, okay, well, let's see how Jal covers this new ground. Let's see where it goes. Because if it is at all worth anybody's time, like it, it's only you only figure it out by making those mistakes. That's right. kind of how I look at it. Because like, okay, yeah, maybe you do make a mistake. Maybe it is like, maybe it doesn't pan out as you, as you wanted it, and like people are gonna poo-poo you and be like, well, you should have used real artists, blah blah blah. But it's like, I everybody in the back of their minds does have that dream of like, well, if I could make something totally just me and not have to deal with anybody else, here's what it would look like. That's how, that's how so many artists come up with visions. Right. And I really do. I a hundred percent understand where you're coming from in terms of, look, you have a vision for something. And then the more the more hands you get involved, the more it degrades the initial vision. The more right? compromise has to be made. Yeah. 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 Or that's a better way of putting it for sure. The, the more compromise that has to be made and then you end up with something that's such a mutation of what you originally started off from that you might not feel happy about it. Right? Like it's, a, I mean, we've had this discussion before in the past where it's like, yeah, for me, like comics is the compromise that I'm willing to take right now because it, I can do all steps by myself. I don't need any other hands except for proofreading and looking from the outside and just making sure that I'm, you know, not yeah. misspelling things or whatever. So, like, you know, I look at that, I look at what you're doing and I think, okay, maybe it's possible in a couple of years I could. I could just, I could tell Webtoon to fuck off and be like, hey, I'm just going to make my own animated Trailer Park Warlock, you know, or whatever. Um, Like, I definitely see the appeal of it. And I definitely think that it's, I think that we're going to be on a creative boom going forward, but Mm. it is going to be really 
is going to be really a really dicey transition because there are going to be so many artists who are not on board with, um, I mean, I mean, you know, first and foremost, like the financial insecurity that that's going to create. Right. Um, and that's not necessarily a granted or in stone, like, you know, something that's in stone because usually when things are more efficient, like more jobs get created out of that efficiency. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to look like for, for film and movies and video games and, and comics. Like, I feel like there are so many people that are piling into the art machine as we, as we're talking even now mm-hmm. that I'm kind of wondering, like, is anybody even going to like enjoy other people's work or is everybody just going <laughs> to make stuff, you know, that nobody yeah. else ever looks at? Um, I, you know, that to me is kind of a, a, a question that sits in my mind because I, I wonder I wonder if there is even enough attention in the world for all the art that's about to be created. So it really comes down. You were talking about how the, how the, the artists are uprising and stuff. You are a pretty apt, intelligent, well-educated person on art history. Was there this kind of fervor and riot and disdain when artists started using rulers, <laughs> um, you didn't draw that straight line. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, is like during the Renaissance, like all the artists at the time just kept it secret. They didn't talk about it at all. <laughs> like they didn't. That might d- be part of the problem. <laughs> and see, I've long contemplated not mentioning that the cartoon that I was going to be making was going to be generated by AI yeah. designs and seeing if anyone can notice. You know what sure. I mean? Like the, if somebody would come along and say, oh, that's blah, 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 or whatever. Well, and I was going to say, too, like around the time of when Photoshop first came around, there was some there was some pretty right. heavy resistance to that. That's photoshopped was the verb. And like some yeah. even to this day that that verb survived or whatever. But there are so many artists who you look at the work and you go, oh, that's yeah, they did it on Photoshop, but they did it. So yeah. and that's the that's where I think. We're going to land with Midjourney and, uh, you know, Stable Diffusion and all these other AI art generators. We're in the early days of Photoshop. It's, sure. it's You know what I mean? And it's, 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 it becomes that, that idea of how well can you prompt? And that's, that's literally what it comes down to. And that's why, going back to your tweet, I was looking at that tweet and I was going, well, yeah, but even though I'm a writer, like I just, I use words as my, on my canvas as opposed yeah. to brushstrokes you are a writer too even when you are given direction by somebody to do it you know what i mean like your brain sees it and you say to your brain that's what i want and then your brain goes okay hand move here move there now stop down like you know what i mean like it's it's that kind of thing and maybe it's a reach on my part to to make that claim but to me it's really no different because I am all about the end result. You know what sure. I mean? The, yeah. the, the ends justify the means kind of guy. Like that's, I guess you could say that's my psychological point of view of the whole thing. And I don't care how I get there ethically. I didn't kill anybody. 
And sure. that's my number one thing. Like, sure. And I refuse to feel bad about oh, it. Oh, I mean, the whole... ethically in terms of technology, I mean, it's a, it's, I mean, honestly, it's, it's kind of just a kitty scratch for artists. Like, I think, I think ultimately, like, nobody's really threatened by this. Now there are jobs, there are jobs that are going to be th- changed because mm. I've seen some stuff, I've seen some stuff with um, like people who do 3D rigging for like games and for animation where a lot of that stuff's getting replaced by mid-journey because it's so much faster. Mm. So like where you're going to see the majority of that take place is in cor- like major corporate atmospheres right yeah that's where you're going to see mid-journey really take off and i think that there is the potential that there could be sort of a a reaction to that too where people are like oh that's more of that corporate mid-journey bullshit right yeah. um i just like I, I i don't know i just try and approach everything from a from a perspective of i can't control it so all I can do is sort of take it in and figure out where I'm going to fit in with it, right? Yeah. And that's all that, that's all any of us can do ultimately. So like I'm very interested to see where you proceed in this because it's going to help give me ideas of like okay, well how do I approach this in the future? It allows it allows every level of artist, right? Or I I don't even know if a level is necessarily the right word, but like time commitment of artists yeah sort of get in and do their thing and no longer make it the the major like hurdle that it's been in terms of that time investment and i know that that's where a lot of resentment comes from from professional artists right because they have all that time investment that they put they put in to get where they are and then see it being replaced with you know maybe a couple of hours instead of an entire day of a process. Right. Right. Like for Jim Lee to draw that panel, it would have probably, of course, I don't know if this is a great example, but if Jim Lee drew and inked and colored that panel himself, it would probably take about, I would say probably about two, two and a half hours, maybe three hours. I don't know how fast of a colorist he is or if he's even ever colored his own work. But it would probably take two and a half to three hours. And that's like a professional, right? That's yeah. somebody who has learned to learned how to draw Batman at the most efficient way in that style. So, you know, the fact that you can probably over time, the better that you learn how to prompt, be able to do it in much less time. Right. And I'm sure it's even faster once you figure out all the prompts that you're going to use. Copy paste, right? As you do panels. I have a whole Excel spreadsheet of certain things that I reuse for certain things. So like when I'm doing storyboards, I use a particular prompt setting, like a a grouped prompt before I enter what it is. Oh, and here's the irony, too, is like I copy paste panels. Like, I know other artists are copy pasting panels. Like, that's, yeah. the, that's the fucking crazy part of it is like, it's not like artists are just like, you know, um, 
like slaving away at every single panel, like they're using all the shortcuts that are available to them. So like I, I, for me to be totally honest with the whole process, I have to like really acknowledge like everybody's using whatever yeah. tools they're comfortable with. Yeah. The question, I mean, the, my main question about the ethics right now is really more about is about how do how do people make claims of ownership of, around it? And I'm not like, and I'm not even making a like a definitive yes no claim. I'm just saying I don't. There's some part of me that looks at it and just feels weird about it, because I think it would be to me it would be weird if you had commissioned me or Joker or Bev's right to draw you that picture and then you assigned your name to ownership of it right. In like, in order for you to commission that picture, you do have to write out everything that you want, right? And there's a back and forth where maybe I send you a rough draft and you go, mm, actually, I'd like you to change this and this and this, right? Yeah. And then you go through the back and forth. Like you are doing work in that process. It's mm -hmm. just that the majority are what is considered the hardest part of the work is on the artist's side when that's the process. Whereas it's been it's been reversed where it's actually like with mid journey the hardest part of the work, other than setting up the base for it, right? Like all the programmers had to do all this an incredible amount of work to get mid journey actually working. Yeah. So like that's another part in my mind that when I think about crediting something, that totally gets pushed aside because mid journey is just ultimately putting a product out there. Right. And that's what like you would have to credit every single programmer for every single picture that you would, you know, yeah. if you wanted to appropriately credit it. So like, you know, on a certain level, it does make sense to say you and mid journey made the picture mm -hmm. because you were as much a part of that process as mid journey was a part of the process. But um, since you pointed out that mid journey is not a person, it's a tool. It's it would be no different than me saying to you then why on Trailer Park Warlock are you not credited as Matt J Rainwater and Photoshop? Right, and Club Studio too. And I think and that's it is a fair point to make and one that I you know it's interesting too because people used to credit Did for, they really? They used to credit their tools for a long time. I had no idea. And that phased out at some point when it just became standardized. See, I know that filmmakers did that. Like they would do like shot on Panavision or whatever like that. Yeah. Nine, nine times out of 10, they would do that because Panavision would give them the lenses for free. You know right. what I mean? They like, wanted and to it would just it. be, yeah. yeah, it would just yeah, be yeah. like a promotional tie-in Shot in Cinerama and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. So like I could understand maybe Photoshop was doing that at a certain time maybe. And they were like, well, if you use our product, we'll give it to you for free. But just make sure you mention it in interviews and, you know, sure. tack it onto the work or whatever. See, and that's the thing is like, I, I, I know to me, cause I've played around with chat GPT. I've played around with mid journey prompting. The prompt is God, right? Mm -hmm. But even the prompt has to become, has to come from a person. And if I said to you prompt chat GPT to write a, a movie, right? Mm -hmm. About a, a romance movie. Let's just put it like that. Romance movie. 
you could come up with an idea and just tell it to do chat GPT and then it would come up with a thing. If you've played around with chat GPT, you can, you'll know that right now at this point of this podcast, it's a terrible writer. It can write, but it's not a good writer. And yeah. I'm not even talking about to the point where mid journey was like 80% of your style. Chat GPT is like a blank human that has no personality whatsoever and doesn't understand how to write a human interaction. It'll probably get better and it'll probably know how to do it. Yeah. Better, I mean, but... it seems like right now it seems like chat GPT is really good at informational stuff. Yeah. And it's like an intellectual, it's yeah. not so much a, a creative, but yeah. uh, it'll get there. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, what was I getting at though? Sorry. I had totally drilled you. Um, Shit, I lost my train of thought. You were talking about, um, we were talking about how tools were credited previously. And so you were talking about how you were, you felt like you were doing these prompts. So, okay. Yeah. So I prompted, so I have, uh, we've talked on this podcast, uh, previously about haunted and we've talked about, uh, the other script that I was talking, thinking about doing cemetery sweethearts. Yeah. I have an a multiple award winning script in haunted. I know what what's working. I know the the whole gist of this fucking script. Yeah. I have a pretty good idea of the idea for Cemetery Sweetheart. Like I would say 75% of that plot is already filled out. I've been working on it. Yeah. It's getting there. I took the same basic premises for Haunted and Cemetery Sweetheart and plugged them in the chat GPT. And I said to myself, well, if it kicks it out, I either know I'm on to something like I like this is what I should do or I'm a hack. It's one of the two and I have to decide which one it is. And that's my decision. But I put, plugged them in and they gave me the most generic, bland, stupid ideas that were nowhere near as creative or as fun as what I did. And I prompted it. I was like, do this in the style of. Wes Craven, John Carpenter of um, Nora Ephron, like, you know, just like all these mm -hmm. like known people in their things to be some of the best at the, to ever fucking do it. And it did it, mm -hmm. but it wasn't what I was doing. It wasn't what I saw. It wasn't what I wanted. And I know that even when it comes to prompting, right, when it comes to the prompting, I have to have a style in my prompt. And this goes back to something I was talking about before and I never finished the thought was the Wild West about prompting. People are guarding prompts. If they figure out how to do something, they won't tell everybody else how to do it. They just kind of yeah. gatekeep it. <clears throat> so you have to find your style of prompting. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah. And that that to me is where the artistry starts coming back in. Because the the AI, if you just open up Midjourney, it's not just going to start creating shit for you. You have to prompt something. You have to think of an idea. You have to think of, you know, a pizza made of Doritos. It's so fucking, you know, weird shit. But then it, it puts it together for you. And you're like, and it gives you four options on Midjourney. And you're like, oh, I don't like any of those. Reroll. Re and then it just does four different versions of it. Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? Like you keep going until you get to the close to the one. You adjust the prompt. You do all that stuff. So... To me, it's no different than when you turn the pencil over and you start erasing and doing all that stuff. And then you pull it into Photoshop and you say, okay, well, I want the, the crust to be purple. So, you know, you get out the, the opacity and you start tracing around and you do it because mid-journey is not, not to that point where you can customize certain aspects yeah. perfectly. Like you can yeah. weight things and all that kind of stuff. 
So to me, the artistry is still there. It's just changed. And, you know, it, it really becomes, uh, almost, I don't want to say offensive to me, but I, I, I struggle when I see artists livid at the idea of mid journey and all these other things, doing things, because to me, it's just a tool. It's like if somebody, if we drew with pencils for a million years and somebody started working with a pen and I was like, Oh, well, nobody can erase this. <laughs> you can't do that. That's not fucking. It's like, I, I can't talk to you. And I feel so alone <laughs> doing this because it's like, unless you're doing it too, you don't understand where the creativity is coming from, where and all that stuff. So I could prompt Lex Luthor and Batman suit fighting, blah, blah, blah. And it could, I don't have to put in the style of Jim Lee. I could just put blah, 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 like whatever. And it'll give me a bunch of different styles. I can, I can blend styles. I could say mix the styles of Jim Lee and Alex Ross and it will do it for me. And then you have to ask yourself a question. Well, if my personal style, if I taught myself to draw like Jim Lee and to color and paint as um, Alex Ross, is that stealing? Because that's that's basically how styles are created anyway, is by taking existing works that you like, blending them together and kind of finding what you lo- right. aspects that you like and leaving out the things that you don't, and you create your own style, and that's what that is. So if I'm prompting and I'm mixing things and I'm adjusting and doing all this and yeah maybe i'm just doing it via command that's still artistry no that's still coming up with my own style right yeah like, i mean I, it's it is i mean it almost becomes more like cooking in the not to well, say now, I'm not now you're talking that, my language <laughs> yeah i'm not trying to say that to demean it i'm just saying like that's kind of where the the practice it becomes more like cooking in terms of how you think about things how you mm-hmm. go about kind of putting things together because then you start thinking of things more in terms of, um, I don't know, like flavors or whatever. I, I had a friend actually had made a really interesting point that I that I liked, which was it almost makes visual development more like um, music production, where you have like a music producer who has a console in front of them where they can basically make whatever sound that they want. And the, you just have to understand how all the knobs work. And once mm-hmm. you understand that, like you can basically make whatever sound you want to make, whatever texture to the sound, like you basically one single person can do an entire band's worth of music production. So like mm-hmm. that makes a ton of sense to me. Um, I think, I think for me, it is kind of it is becoming more like I'm personally once again it kind of just returns to this idea of i'm personally interested in the method that i make things right yeah um like i said though there's a lot of there are a lot of areas where i would like to cut down time and have more sure have more uh very like have more control over variables in regards to what i can do within the time that i'm allotted to create something like I said, it it is really appealing to do to have something that can help me do more elaborate backgrounds, to do world building and all that stuff, to help set tone and scene for something that I would not have as much time with if I were drawing it by hand. I would rather spend that time drawing characters because that's where I have the most fun. 
So yeah. they're not drawing characters. And then, you know, would an AI assist me in in the other stuff where it's more tedious and ultimately kind of getting in the way of the more creative aspects? Mm. So, I mean, I don't know, have you had any happy accidents yet with prompting? Oh, absolutely. Uh, like, um, you know, I was, I, I, I talked to chat, chat GPT. I think I sent this to you. I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but I talked to chat, chat GPT and I asked it to turn into a mixologist. And then I said, interview me with whatever questions you want and then create a cocktail based on my personality. And it, it, it introduced me to, um, I forget what the hell it was. Um, the idea I don't I didn't never knew how to make I've heard of the term before simple syrup. Have you ever heard of this? Do you know what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I had, actually know how it's made 100%. I think it's like a kind of dissolved sugar or something. Yeah, so you take water and sugar and then you add whatever it is that you're adding to get out of it or whatever. Okay. And you basically just boil down whatever is in it until it's a oh, syrupy, okay. you know, you evaporate yeah. out of the water, but the sugar has absorbed the flavor from whatever. So I, I like purple in case anybody listening doesn't know that. And I like tequila. Tequila is one of my favorite alcohols. And it was like, oh, you're going to make a grape simple syrup, which I've tried to find and I can't find it on like Amazon or nothing like that. So I've learned how to make simple syrup. And now it's like, oh, you're going to make a purple cocktail. And it's it's the jow, you know what I mean? And it yeah. doesn't exist anywhere else. So I learned how to make simple syrup out of this. And I wasn't expecting to, I was just thinking, Oh, it's just going to tell me, you know, you know, this fruit and, you know, yeah. add this garnish or whatever like that. And it started opening my eyes and I was like, Oh, I can learn how to do candy. I can learn how to do this. I can do it. So I'm starting to like ask chat GPT. Oh, you know, what are some popular dishes in Scotland? Because I'm mostly Scottish and my ancestry and it's telling me all these things. I'm like, well, Hmm. I'm also part Irish. Everybody has corned beef and hash for St. Patty's Day. What's another corn or uh, St. Pat or an Irish dish I can make? And it was like this special sausage and bacon stew that I ended up making that was absolutely delicious. Like, it's very interesting. All of the things that you just continuously stumble into using it. So me, I'm like watching things come together and I'm happy because I'm stumbling into to new things every day where AI is already growing and I feel like I'm on the forefront of it. So like we talked about, I used AI to repair dialogue. I used AI to create dialogue and reinsert it in. Now, the one thing, Madison's way is done. Yeah. It's done. Except for one thing, the score. There's no score. I didn't. I I have to find someone to do it. Now it goes back to my cartoon conundrum. Short films don't make money. It's a fact of life. They don't, just don't make money. We're in the process, my wife and I, where we're house hunting. We have to find a house to move into by October. I cannot spend money on this. Yeah. To for a score, we talked to a composer. I was upfront about it. I said we don't have any money. Blah blah. He's like, okay, well, send me the thing. I'll take a look at it. Blah, blah. He saw it. He saw how good the quality was and everything like that. And he goes, yeah, I can't do it for less than $200 a minute for end product of score. Now, this man is a professional. He knows what the fuck he's doing. I listened to his demo. I saw his studio. I saw all the equipment that he's invested in. I know how yeah. long he's been doing this. We talked about the uh, um, 
what was it? Uh, Michelangelo or Da Vinci draw on a napkin. And it was like, Oh, every, every drawing that I did before this helped make this drawing oh, sure. on a napkin yeah, yeah. worth no, I, a little bit Picasso. more. Picasso, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I know when I'm paying him $200 a minute, I'm paying for every score he's done that he's learned from, from all this and that. Yeah. But I can't afford that right now. Right. I can't. I just can't. But I got to get this thing done because I owe it to the people that helped collaborate it with me. We all want to see it put out there and hopefully get us all opportunities to do something else and move forward. So all of a sudden I'm stumbling and I'm like, well, they got AI that creates audio changes voices creates art writes scripts there's gotta be an ai that will create music yeah and i'm in i'm in the hunt so it's like that's the happy accident and like i was listening to some demo things that it was putting together for me and um there was a tone for the musicality that i was going for and it did something different it interpreted my prompt in a way that it like negated some of the words that I use and just went with one thing. And I was like, I wonder if that'll work. <laughs> yeah. I laid it, I laid it into the, to the thing or whatever. It mostly worked. I don't think it 100% worked, but it changed yeah. my idea about what, the, what the, the style of the music could be. And you know what I mean? So it, it's very, it's, it's still collaborative in terms of I, it's, I'm working with an AI now instead of a composer, but yeah, I'm saving a shitload more money. So that's that that's kind of where it is. But it's it's exciting to be on that forefront. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I yeah. realize no, I, I totally understand that. We've talked about it where it's like, you know, this is here. And yeah, there are going to be laws that come in and they're going to change it because it's the Wild West. Yeah. And there's going to be copyrights on celebrity voices, just like likenesses and all that kind of jazz. But. Knowing how to do things, I am making myself valuable to people who are going to want to use these tools for their works. And to me, that's exciting to be one of the first people through that gate. Now, am I going to get bloody from it? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> that the, first, the first person through the wall always gets bloody. It's right. just well, it's the fact of the matter. Just, but Are you adapt the renaissance attitude of it and just don't fucking <laughs> Which is a very, you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. So, like, I talked about, um, I asked the people who have seen Madison's Way, anything yeah. stand out for you, anything that's weird? I will not tell anybody what line was replaced. Uh-huh. I will not. And it, 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 the, sequel will, the secret will die with me. And I'm waiting to see, because the only thing that, that could still throw me for a loop is the actor whose voice I took and looped myself. Yeah. I want to see if they could pick up on it. And that's going to be the real test. But other than that, I have no intentions of telling anybody what one line of dialogue was recreated by me using someone else's voice in the thing. So this is actually, there's one other thing that just kind of hangs in my mind as a hypothetical or something that I'm wondering about. Because what I wonder is, like, do you think people will value talent more or less going forward? I, I think it, it it's kind of like how you talked about. There's going to be a little bit of back and forth where it's going to be, I can yeah. do everything. And that's, that's 100% me right now. Where it's like, I could do everything. Yeah. And when I continuously fail, there is nobody else to blame but me. And yeah. that's, that is the humbling aspect of this is that we will all look at it and go, yeah, my ideas aren't working. But you know what? When I worked with so-and-so, 
we really had a good vibe and a back and forth. We were able yeah. to pick out what worked and what didn't. Like there's an actress that I worked with on Madison's Way, the lead, and she held me to a standard that I wasn't holding myself to. And when I look at some of my other works now, if I don't meet that standard, right? And yeah. I look at and somebody goes, well, Madison's Way was better than that. I can say, well, you know what? Ange wasn't on this project and Ange held me to that standard. So maybe I need to work with Ange again because she does that. And then same thing with other actors. You know, you see an actor who's a great actor, but they do shit movies and you say, well, he's a good actor. Why is he shit? Because he's working with a shit writer. Right. Because the, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. that's when you start kind of filtering and that uh, the audience is going to filter. Yes. But the artists are going to have to reflect and also say, am I that damn good? Right. Or am I that damn good when I work with so-and-so? You know what I mean? And yeah. it's going to be that feeling out thing because there are going to be artists who are that damn good all by themselves. They don't yeah. need any of us. And there's going to be artists. Oh, they've been around for forever, too. I mean, that's the thing is like there have been <clears throat> there have been video game designers who have done everything from the ground up on their own. Yeah. And usually they have to go into just doing like two like 2D kind of NES sprite type games. And now it's sort of opening up to where those video game designers could do triple A production on their own. Yeah. Which to me is really cool to think about because that I mean that is when you get to the democratizing like leveling of what all this technology brings it really is like it opens up the possibilities of another kind of talent that I think often gets ignored, right? Um like the auteur style talent where it's somebody who is like I can do all this on my own. Um, and I don't need, I don't need to work with other people. That being, I, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of within that lineage or whatever. Cause like, I don't fucking, I mean, I work with one other person and like I said, it's very much, they're just helping do quality control, you know? And quite honestly, like having had the experience of being able to make something on my own, from the ground up, like it's kind of rad. Like if people can do it, yeah. I would highly recommend it. So that's why I do like, that's why I don't really poo poo the technology too much. Cause I'm like, well, yeah, I would, I would feel super liberated, you know, and I will probably end up feeling very liberated in the future. Should I use it for whatever I would end up using it for? I don't really know right now because right now my passion is still in comics because it's just kind of where I've grown out of. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, it's very interesting because now I could, I could go into comics and I could do a comic and yeah. you know what I mean? And, and there's nobody that can really stop me and there's nothing that's holding me up. And within the foreseeable future, it you're going to be able to enter filmmaking in a way that yeah. I haven't able to, been able to do, and I'm not going to poo-poo you for that. Like I'm going right. to be very excited to see what a rainwater movie is. And then <laughs> you also have to you also have to consider. And I, I know we're going long here, but there's also something to be said about establishing your ability. So what I'm saying is, is like when you're first starting out, or when you're unknown, right? You can have created tons of stuff, but when you're unknown, you are unestablished in the minds of collaborators there. And there's a big thing about trust 
who do I trust more? Do I trust this guy to be my center photographer yeah. or do I trust me? And like when I shot Madison's way, we had somebody lined up to do it and then they had to back out because they had another commitment fall in their lap and I totally understood. I trusted that person to do better than I could do because I had seen their work and I knew I was in good hands and I didn't have to fight. Like I could collaborate and give ideas and stuff like that. But if mm -hmm. he poo-pooed something, I would be like, I'm trusting your instinct on this over mine because I know what you've done. And I, I, I think you are in better position to make that call than I am. So when you have an AI thing or whatever, right, doing collaborative with a, a solo auteur, if we will, you can create something, like you said, from the ground up that's entirely yours with no one else to blame. And if you can continuously do that uh, several times and you can create something consistently, so when they finally do decide to branch out and collaborate with somebody, there's going to be an excitement and a trust there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if Tim Burton made Tim Burton movies without Johnny Depp and Johnny Depp made Johnny Depp movies without Tim Burton. And then the two of them said, you know what, let's work together. If Johnny said to Tim, I want to do this during this moment, Tim could say, I trust you. I think you should do that. And I think in another part, Tim could say, can you, can you stand this way and tilt your head that way a little bit more? And Johnny would go, I trust you. I'm going to do it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's less butting of heads in the collaborative process possibly where it, it I mean, it, people are people, you know what I mean? Some egos are going to get so blown where it's yeah. like, look, I'm proven, I'm proven, get the fuck out of my way. But yeah. there's also going to be people that are going to be like, I trust you. And I think that's exciting because that's what I, I I'm excited about because my ideas are always big and expensive and grandiose and I do not have the budget, the resources, the, you know what I mean? Or, and this yeah. is the most important thing that I feel like the trust. I don't feel like I have the trust of my collaborators. When I did Madison's way and I had to tell my actors, this great cinematographer that I blew smoke up your guys' ass about that we had is gone and I'm going to film it immediately you could see in their eyes, oh God, what am I committed to? Is this going to be a waste of my time? Is it going to look horrible? Am I going to be embarrassed? Da, 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 da. So you can erase that concern, that anxiety, and it can be a much more collaborative environment. You know what I'm saying? Like the trust sure. is like the biggest thing about collaboration that you need to have. Yeah. And I think when you can create a couple of things to kind of demonstrate what you can do and you could put your name on it and say, that was all me. Yes, the AI helped, but I customized that AI to a fucking T to get it exactly how I wanted it. And that's what I can do. I think that that opens up a world of possibilities for collaboration to be better, in my opinion. And it, it will encourage it even. Sure. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I can definitely see that. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have anything more to say on that, actually. I mean, that's a very good way of putting it. That's an and optimistic I've, way of looking at it. It's very humans are going to human. <laughs> well, it's very optimistic. And the other thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately, too, is it, it, it does invite more people to be creative mm. because a lot of people get intimidated by the process because they think about having to learn all the skills and whatnot. And on that level, I honestly – that makes me feel way less threatened because – I feel like that's more people who can understand what an artist's mindset is like mm. and can actually get engaged with that process of mixing ideas together in thinking creatively. Because I think that, I think that, I do think that there is a certain amount of like 
I don't know, like an inherent quality to artists. And, and by that, I mean, like there are people who are, who are born, who tend towards being artists. But that being said, in order to get there, you have to really learn a discipline that makes you think in a creative mindset. Yeah. And I think that this kind of, it, to me, this looks like it could create a shortcut for people to get into those creative mindsets and sort of break out of, like, I guess I almost look at it almost like a psychedelic in some sense where it's like, <laughs> well, I mean, because it's, it's changing the way your brain operates. That is true. Like, so for, so, I mean, I think the people who are going to have the easiest time to adopt this are going to be people who are programmers and programming is a totally yeah. different mindset, right? It's about ordering information in ordering how information gets processed. Well, they can take that mindset and sort of like um, walk slowly into a cr more creative field with it. And I think that will help them sort of break out of maybe more rigid ways of thinking. I think it, I think ultimately it's going to be a good thing. Um, I just also recognize that the next couple of years will be very fraught with tension around it. Well, and like we talked about previously, just because it's a new tool and people don't really yeah. understand yet what it's going to mean for them personally, as I don't right, right now. And that's the thing is like, I'm, I'm afraid in, in it, I'm not terrified or like lashing out in fear or anything like that. But part of what really prompted me, no pun intended to get involved with mid journey and in the fact that I paid for it, like I, like I stopped using free trial crap. I paid for it Yeah. Um, to have for a year was I wanted to know what it was capable of. I wanted to be on the forefront of something. I wanted to be good at it and learn because it was very exciting to me. It was something that I could learn new technology. But but the number one thing that was really in the back of my mind was how is this going to affect your livelihood? And if you can get out in front of it, you can keep your head above water. Sure. You know what I mean? And and yeah. that that to me was one of the most things. So I guess I don't want to say I was inspired by fear, but you know what I mean? Like I have been in the backseat of some of the biggest decisions of my life. And I, I, it felt very liberating to me to kind of sit into the driver's seat and I may be heading towards a wall, but I can, I can sleep better knowing that I was behind the wheel. If sure. that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. That makes total sense to me. That makes a ton of sense. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't know right now. And then nobody really knows how any of it's going to play out. And um, I do think I'll just I'll go. Uh, this is the last thing I'll say because I don't feel like I have anything else really useful to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm point. exhausted from this conversation. But um, yeah, um, there was a time where it was optional to do Photoshop for graphic design, and you could just do it sort of in the more traditional ways. Um, and those traditional ways are so archaic. Like I've, 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 I've did one class where I kind of learned how it worked and I was like, this is bullshit. I should just use Photoshop. <laughs> so like, um, and then Photoshop became standard because it was just so much faster. Um, 
companies could reliably expect an artist to have the output that they needed based on their timelines. Um, you know, the same thing's going to happen with Midjourney and other programs like that, where especially if you're working, um, you know, in Hollywood or, yeah. you know, with big money involved, you're going to, you're going to, that's where you're going to see it make the biggest headway. Um, I kind of suspect that there's going to be a lot of resistance within the academic, you know, circles. Um, and then with the internet, it's going to be totally every, everybody does their own thing as it's always been, you know, it's going to be very anarchic where it's like, there are going to be people who will like artists because they don't use mid journey. And there are going to be people who love artists because they do use mid journey. Yeah. Um, and I think we might hit a very interesting sort of limit point with creativity where we, we might actually find out that you can be too productive <laughs> because you might have artists who put out too much too soon, too fast of a certain quality that people go, I'm burnt out on this. You need to like chill the fuck out. <laughs> How do I miss you if you won't go away? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I think that's all I have really left to say at this point. Like, um, I'm going to be, I'm going at some point I'm going to be engaging with that and figuring out my own, like where that, where that technology fits in with me. That's going to be post trailer park warlock. Cause right now I'm not going to take that time to learn a new skill when I'm in the middle of something or at the tail end of something yeah. where I just need to have it done. So anyway, but it's an exciting time and I don't know, I would encourage everybody to kind of get over the, the mob mentality to be angry about it and to embrace this. Now, I do think there needs to be, as you said, kind of not necessarily restrictions, but adjustments to yeah. the whole concept of AI art and all that kind of stuff to properly compensate the people that have come before, which I mean, eventually that is going to, you know, not pass on, but like, you know what I mean? Like once those artists have passed on or whatever and yeah. stuff like that, and the, the technology has been around for so long or whatever like that, it'll go away. But yeah, um, I think we're at, we're at a, we're at a, a, a turning point in history. And the, the fact of how fast AI is growing in all fields, whether it's yeah. art or, you know, just general technology or whatever is insane. And yes, everybody's got the Terminator thing in their head and this and that, but uh, I'm I'm praying to uh, to whatever deity may be looking down upon us <laughs> that the people creating this are putting in the proper safeguards because they've watched Terminator and they, they know are. where this could be headed. I <laughs> hope are. I hope they are. But oh, you know, I am going to say I was going to say one last thing. Uh, the first project that I am going to use Mid Journey with is the bird thing. Like I'm totally going to use Mid Journey. <laughs> And Back we've right. come full circle. Yeah. I'm very curious to see what that is, but I'm going to figure it out. I swear. I'm going to go and I'm going to study each panel and see if there's some kind of thing. I assume it's got something to do with Trailer Park Warlock, but I don't know. No. no. Bat Monster? It is related to Bat Monster, but I mean, that's one. That is one important aspect. All right, I'm on to something. We'll leave it there for this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. I know it's been a little bit of a, a, a lull for us, but my Rainwater and I are pretty busy. 
uh, these days. So if you haven't checked out Trailer Park Warlock, you got a whole... Uh, how much time do they got to, to catch up before it all wraps up? I mean, it wrap. I don't know. I'm, I always get confused with schedule. I'm two... I'm four weeks from being totally done. Like, I've made everything. On your end, but, like, releasing-wise. In terms of release, I think it's about... Um, I think it's seven weeks. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yep. So Rainwater's doing that. I am wrapping up Madison's Way and starting work on October nights, which I'm sure we'll we'll have another discussion about entirely yeah. because uh, there are more things to talk about with that particular project that I'm excited about. Um, and, yeah, I guess that's all that I have to plug. I think we've gone on long enough. Thank you guys all for tuning in. We will be back. I don't know how often we will be, but like I said, we're we're both pretty busy these days. But we will be here to uh, rant about things as they happen. I am looking forward to get back to this because I do love podcasting with you, Mr. Rainwater. Yeah, it's fun. It is a, a highlight of my life. It's a good conversation, just, too. It really was, good, and I'm glad that we did not... process. I'm glad that we didn't have this over text because I feel like tones and stuff could have escalated or gone the wrong oh, way. Oh, yeah, you and, can't do serious discussion over text. Yeah. I mean, I get fucking didactic and bullshit over text, so... And we were both drunk, and neither of us knew that the other one was drunk or, or uh, <laughs> you know, outside of ourselves, we'll say. Um yeah, so like it was it was good that we sat down and we had this conversation yeah. quote unquote face to face. But uh we are going to be coming back. What is it? It's March. We're going on April. Jesus. I don't know. We already talked about Midnight Mass, so we don't get to talk about that again for Yeah. Damn. Uh we did not talk about Scream. <laughs> we did not talk about Scream 6, which We I think need we to talk should. about Scream 6. We do need to talk about Scream 6. I already did a podcast on another podcast, but I've saved some of my hot takes for you. So uh, we are definitely going to do that. And I am looking forward to that discussion because I don't know. How many times have you seen it? I assume just once. I've only seen it once. But yeah, right, I'll I've, watch it again before we talk about it. I've seen it five times. Now, don't take that as an indication as to whether or not I liked it. Because yeah, right. it, it could go either way, to be honest yeah, yeah. with you. Uh, but stay tuned for that. And uh, we hope to see you guys again soon. Good night. Later. Thank you.